Welcome back to the Cinderella Theorem. If you missed chapter one, you can find on this podcast in the episode list. And now, chapter two, Lubker. I screamed and threw my toothbrush at him. Not waiting to see if my aim was good, I rushed out, slamming the door behind me. Mom! The man opened the bathroom door. Lily, let me explain. Stay back! I grabbed the minivac off the floor and revved it at him. I could hear Mom rushing up the stairs. Lily, what's going on? Mom stopped when she saw the man. Matt, welcome home. She threw her arms around him, kissing him. I dropped the vacuum. Lily, Mom said, pushing the tub man forward a little. This is your father. Matt, she started tearing up. This is Lily. Would nothing in my life ever be mathematical or normal again? Not only was my father not dead, but I met him while brushing my teeth, and my mother greeted her husband she hasn't seen in 15 years like he just came home from a day at the office. Tubman handed a present to my mom, then he hugged me. I pulled back a little from the hug, but he didn't notice. He just squeezed tighter and said, I've missed you so much, Lily. I've been looking forward to this day ever since you were born. I couldn't think of any response to this, so I stared at him, studying his features to form an equation. My father equals a tub-loving, blonde-haired, tallish man who was not dead, but apparently had a loose definition of what it meant to be a family man. My mother interrupted my analysis. Let's go downstairs, she said. We'll be more comfortable. Lily, don't forget to put the vacuum away. Tubman beamed as he put his arm around Mom. I picked up the minivac, stuffed it in the closet, and followed my parents to the living room. My mother sat next to my father on the couch, and I sat in the chair opposite, processing what had just happened. How did he get in the bathtub? If he came to our house after school, I would have heard him coming upstairs. If he had been in the house since before I got home, why did my mother act like she had just seen him for the first time upstairs? And why was he in the bathtub? I can't believe this day is finally here. Tubman flashed a bright smile. So glad we're all together. Mom gazed at him with the same stupid smile. It didn't make mathematical sense for her to react that way. Wouldn't they have grown apart over 15 years? Shouldn't she be bitter or something? I am a reasonably intelligent person. Why don't I understand any of this? Why don't I understand any of this? I asked. What don't you understand, Lily? Tubman turned to smile to me. He had to ask what I didn't understand? I filtered through my questions and had just decided to ask, why were you in the bathtub, when we heard a voice calling from upstairs. Should we bring the dinner down, sir? The fear I felt in the bathroom was back. I grabbed the arms of my chair. There's someone upstairs, I hissed. Tubman, instead of rushing up the stairs to defend his wife and child from the intruder, turned to my mother and asked, Perhaps we could do this better over dinner. What do you think, Jenny? My mother, instead of being confused about the voice and upset that her husband was not protecting her, answered, That's probably a good idea. Will they need any help? I began rapidly thinking over and over again, What is happening? Who are they? What is happening? Who are they? No, they should be able to handle it. To the voice upstairs, he called, Sure, Lepker, bring it on down. We're just moving to the dining room. Who's Lubker? Tubman grinned mischievously. Lubker is my personal chef. I asked him to prepare a special dinner for tonight. That was not a satisfying answer. So as we sat down, I asked, why is he upstairs? Wouldn't it have been easier to bring the food in through the door? Well, Tubman began to answer the question as the door to the dining room opened. In came a person about the height of a five-year-old holding a steaming dish of food. He wore all red, red shirt, red pants, red shoes that looked like they were made of cloth and to top off the whole outfit, a red beret on top of his white hair. A very happy birthday to you, Princess Lily. He put the food on the table. Before I had time to respond, six more little people entered. They all had white hair and were each dressed in a different color, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, and brown. Each placed their dishes on the food on the table while wishing Princess Lily a happy birthday. 
When all seven dishes were on our table, and that was something of a mathematical feat because the area of our table was only slightly larger than the area of the food, they lined up in the order they had appeared along the wall of the dining room, like a rainbow of short people. The little red man asked, Shall we stay and serve, sir? Tubman, in no way put off by the rainbow people, answered, No, thank you, Lubker. We'll manage just fine tonight. Lubker bowed, As you wish, sir. The others left with Lubker. The man in brown winked at me as he went. I was as confused as I imagined a non-math lover would be in a trigonometry class. Trig is, according to my mother, the worst math class ever. I haven't officially taken it yet, but I bought an old college trig book at a second-hand bookshop. I had fun going through it. It's mostly about triangles and angles, and who doesn't like that? I'll get some plates and silverware. Mom jumped up from the table. Tubman grabbed two of the dishes. These are dessert. He left me alone in the dining room with five dishes that magically appeared from upstairs. Well, Tubman said when he came back, that was Lubker. Does that answer your question? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I asked. Seven small, short, whatever people appear from upstairs and bring down food. How does that was Lubker answer any kind of question? Not to mention you were supposed to be dead and just showed up in the bathtub. The bathtub! What is that about? Mom brought in plates, silver, and glasses. She looked a little surprised by my outburst. Tubman smiled. Take a deep breath, Lily. Let's go through this logically. Your first question was, who is Lubker? That was sufficiently answered by his entrance, I think. And they prefer to be called dwarfs, you know, not small or short people. Now, as to why he was upstairs and who was with him, it might be better for me just to explain everything, and then you can ask questions if necessary. How does that sound? How did you get in our bathtub? I asked, narrowing my eyes. Believe me, Lily, I understand your frustration. A lot of new things have been revealed today. You're overwhelmed with questions. Your mother and I are going to do everything we can to answer them for you. He looked at my mother and smiled. I was in your bathtub because the only way to get from my world, E.G. Smith's Salty Fireland, to this world is through the bathtub. I just stared at him. What in the world, and I mean my world, was going on here? Why couldn't I just have a normal father like a trash man or a zookeeper or something? Thank you for listening to this chapter. If you can't wait until next week for chapter three, you can always purchase the Cinderella Theorem on Amazon.com in either a print or Kindle version. If you have friends who would enjoy the story, tell them about this podcast. I love to hear from my friends. So if you have a question for me, please reach out on the Lily Sparrow Chronicles Facebook page. Until then, may all your stories have happy endings.